Are you ready to uncover the power within you? Are you ready to kick butt at life? Are you ready to get this party started? This is Shut Up and Grind. If it's about fitness, women's empowerment, personal development, small business marketing, relationships, Robert B. Foster is talking about it. Robert is a gym owner. He went from foreclosure to multiple six figures in 12 months. Helped thousands of women shed weight and inches while becoming more confident. And a six times gold medalist in the Transplant Games of America. Get ready for Shut Up and Grind. Here's your host, Robert B. Foster. on Facebook. All right. Happy Wednesday, everyone. This is Rob with the 22nd edition of Shut Up and Grind with Robert B. Foster. So today we're going to be talking to business owners, entrepreneurs, and the like. So let's dive right in. Joining me today, she is a lifelong entrepreneur and business coach. She helps creative entrepreneurs learn how to apply the necessary and practical aspects to their business with a fresh creative approach. Interest has already peaked. So they can achieve their dreams and work and live life on their own terms. So joining me is JC Cormac Nealon. Say hi, JC. Hello, hello. Right. So glad to have you. Thank you for joining. Thank you. All right. So you are a business coach. How long have you been doing that? How long have I been a business coach? Um, a few years. I don't know the exact because I've coached authors. So I, when I coached authors, that, that's a business. Um, and then I've done it. So officially, you know, a handful of years. Um, I've always been an entrepreneur since I was 19. And I've put oh, wow. people basically on stage and learned how to be in front of other people and be clear since I was 19 years old. So that's been 30 years. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. So. that's awesome. So what, what made you go, go into the entrepreneur route versus a, a traditional job? Um, well, uh, what I've grown to learn <laughs> is <laughs> that those of us that are highly creative individuals, aren't always that employable. I mean, we are, but we prefer to do things on our own terms To We have these different unique creative ideas that, you know, we're like, well, what about doing it this way? I'm not of the mentality of like, oh, you can't do that. I'm always find a way to make something work. So, uh, you know, my first company was a dance studio and that was actually my childhood, the big childhood dream of what I wanted to do. I had other numerous ideas growing up, but that was the big one. I fulfilled that dream. That was my first company. Like I said, sold it 15 years later and have done a few other things since then. So good stuff. Good stuff. Now, I agree with that not being employable because I clashed with every single supervisor I've ever had. <laughs> every single yeah. one. Because yeah. I find, you know, we can call it cre- creative definitely for me. I just have a problem making sense. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like so, so many corporate rules would come out that just did not make any sense. And yes. I just have a hard time going along with it. 
Yeah. And, and I'm very much about, I think a leader is that person that gets down in the trenches. You can inspire other people. You want to hear their ideas. You're encouraging them to come up with something new and creative and different. And a boss is just like, do it this way. And I don't exactly. do well with that. Yeah. And I do end up tending to be in the position of authority and a leader in I'm involved in so because I'm willing to take the responsibility and I like that role and yes. so on and so forth so yeah I you know there's been maybe a year and a half of my adult life that I work for someone else other than that it's always been for me <laughs> nice nice like I I knew it was too at a young age but you know I fell into that whole management trap so at least I was in management but you still have to adhere to upper management and corporates right corporate mandates and standards and just after a while it didn't hit me till I was 32 I was like I, I can't do this anymore like I just mm -hmm. can't being told how much you're worth being told when to come in being told when you can leave when you can take vacation yep. you know having to ask to take time off like mm -hmm. like this is not for me exactly so. <laughs> you know like this morning because I I, <laughs> I I my husband laughs and goes did you yawn too hard because I threw my back out <laughs> oh no <laughs> you know I'm almost 50. um but no I, it's just kind of an old injury and so it popped up again um Friday Friday I think it was so I went to get down on the floor with the dog and I was like oh darn it you know and so anyway uh -huh. so this week I've had a couple of appointments with my chiropractor just getting things adjusted and so I knew I was going to be close on time to get back here today. But the point yes. of it is, I didn't have to ask anybody. I just knew that I would roll in five or 10 minutes before I was scheduled to chat with you. And yes. sure enough, that's what happened. But I didn't have to answer to anybody. So yes, exactly. And now with most of the world being virtual now, like I just took a getaway to Florida with my my oldest daughter. And I did my classes remotely from the from the hotel resort. And uh you know, it just gives you so much more flexibility. Like you can actually have freedom. Yeah, completely. I mean, just if something would have happened, I would have gotten stuck in traffic or something on the drive back because it was a half an hour away from home. I could have jumped on via my phone and done this this way with you. Obviously, yeah. I was trying to get back to my office because it's set up better. <laughs> it yeah. sounds better. <laughs> but, you know, we do have that flexibility. And I think that's that's an amazing piece. That's where... Also, though, because when we have so much flexibility that a lot of people, when you're not used to that, we can have too many options. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where I, you know, I have this focus of helping people get clear because it can be chaos and overwhelming when you have so many things like, wow, I don't know if I should do this, that or the other. Yeah, that's so, so true, because I actually dealt with that myself. And, you know, being an entrepreneur, you find out, too, that you're good at a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes it harder to narrow it down because it's like I'm a gym owner, I'm a, I'm a motivational speaker, you know, I've gotten into writing articles for online publications, I'm a youth speaker, you know, business coach, and it's like, you know, if I zero in on just one, I'd be a millionaire, <laughs> you, know, you know, on just one, but, you know, you just feel like you can help everyone, so I was like, I have to do something that will allow me to help everyone, and yeah. so everyone has a voice. Every person on most every person on this planet has a voice and yes. they have a story to tell and I help them pull out their inner story. Mm -hmm. So that's that's something that can go global. 
Yes, absolutely. You know? And it, you know, it's, it's the ability to know when to focus when you've got something like this, you know, right now you're focused on this and you can get this out there. And um, so that's, that's a key piece though, because sometimes it can be utter chaos and we don't reach that success that we're after. So yes. And uh, before we dive into uh, the main topic, the other thing is like being yeah. a gym owner here in Rhode Island, we were just ordered to, to shut down again for, mm-hmm. for two more weeks, which we know is going to be longer than two weeks, but that affected our Black Friday sales. You know, that's going to affect our December promotions leading up into January, which is, you know, what, one of the biggest months of the year. But that that part can be taken away from me. This part cannot. Right. <laughs> this right. That's why cannot. we have multiple streams of income, right? Yes. We exactly. have the, the other options. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So coaching and, you know, doing doing virtual virtual talks. Like mm-hmm. I was on a news station in Australia two weeks ago, mm-hmm. you know, doing a, a, a virtual talk there. It's like that that part people have to understand that you have something within you, some type of talent, some type of voice, some type of gift that can't be taken away from you. Right. It just can't be. And what we do is we help people tap into it. Exactly. Right? Yeah, because it doesn't need you. We don't always need, oftentimes, it doesn't even benefit us to have the big fancy schmancy degree. Yeah. You know, some of us have those. I have letters by my name, but it, yeah. what would he do? I mean, <laughs> it, it's, I mean, that's great. And I wouldn't trade my education, but it's not yeah. always necessary. We have stuff from personal experience. We yeah. just need someone to help us draw it out. And that's what you and I do. Yes. And I do not have any letters after my name. I actually, (laughs) I dropped out of college three times. Well, hey, you know, I have big school loans. Yeah. So So at the end of the day, it's about having a vision and then having the passion to follow the vision. Like absolutely what it boils down to. There there are people with multiple degrees who are sitting in jail right now. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. It's not like, it's not, that doesn't, that isn't going to be what makes or breaks you. It's just not. Exactly. All right, so let's get into the main topic, which is creative clarity. So you take people from overwhelming idea and confusion to laser-focused strategy. Okay, so let's start off with what does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) Well, kind of like we were just talking, you know, there's sometimes we can have so many ideas, so many things, especially highly creative people. We have kind of that squirrel brain, you know, Mm. we see the next shiny object or we're just we have so many ideas that we don't know how to focus on one that's going to keep us excited and that's going to draw excitement from others that want to jump on board. Right. So we have to be able to figure out what that is so that we can put it out there. And if I use the example of me having a dance studio years and years ago and having taught dance for, I don't know, 20 something years, I had, you know, a few different disciplines that I taught, right? So there was jazz, tap, ballet, they, those went together, but I didn't pull in like, oh, well, let's teach line dancing and let's do, um, you know, uh, different versions of ballroom dancing and let's do clogging and let's do this because it was just scattered over across all of them. And I said, okay, I'm going to teach dance. I'm working with kids. And I honed in on those things that I was an expert in and brought those pieces to the stage of the table (laughs) but um so and I knew what my kids wanted what the parents wanted so I knew what workshops or clinics to put into place and focus in on those and get specific and we I had that all figured out and as the years have gone by of course I've had other companies and different things 
but, and I've worked with authors and I ran an international book award contest for a number of years. So I've had clients all over the world, but you still have to figure out how to get clear and not give up. You don't, because that's the thing, right? We hear it from business coaches so often to niche down, get your niche. And we need that, but we don't also want to give up every other idea that we had. And we don't yeah. have to, if we know how to get focused, you know, to make this thing go, whatever this is. And then how do we do this over here? Yes. Yeah. And, and to, to add on to that is I tell people when I'm working with them in marketing, like when you're marketing yourself, you don't want to market the entire the, your entire business. You want to market segments of your business. Like I, I just had a coaching call before this with, with a, a, a man, he's a physical therapist. And it's like, you know, like, who do you work with? It's like, I can work with anyone, you know, which, which is, it, it's good. But when you're marketing, you don't want to market that way because then you just put yourself in the sea with every other physical therapist out there. I said, but if you say I specialize in helping people recover from an ACL tear, mm-hmm. said you just differentiated yourself from everyone else. Because if I have that injury and I'm scrolling through or my doctor recommends, hey, there's this guy over here in this town, he specializes in rehabbing this injury. It's like you just made yourself and, you know, you gave yourself more authority exactly. and you made yourself more valuable. Absolutely. You know, we just went through this, my, my beautiful pup, she's actually six and a half years old, but my dog <laughs> um, recently was bumped by a car at, well, I say bumped, is it 70 miles an hour? Cause we live on a state highway. So we were lucky enough that she survived, but she obliterated her leg, just shattered her leg bone. So we have a specialist that he's an orthopedic surgeon for our pets and it cost a pretty penny, but yeah. that's who had to help her heal. And without him, and I had to drive an hour and a half to go to him, you know, on repeated occasions to get her, um, and we're not even healed yet, but you know, it's something that he specializes in that. And so people know you got to call Dr. K he's the guy to go to. And so that's why I ended up creating the, the business that I have now in the way that I did, because we have to be clear and we can't just market to everybody willy-nilly because yeah we can probably help most everybody yeah but we need to say this is what i'm really really good at so this is who i'm talking to and this is who i can help yes yeah like with with my gym business i started out doing that i was trying to do boot camps and doing pilates and yoga and kickboxing and just doing you know just marketing to everyone and now i narrowed it down i do endurance training for moms Awesome. You know, and people are like, Love well, it. well, why don't you train dads? Like, because I want to train moms. It's like, I've worked <laughs> with women my entire life. I grew up with, with four sisters and being in the restaurant industry, it's like 80% women, yeah. you know? So after a couple of decades, you learn a lot, you know, like you, you learn the stressors, you learn, the, you know, just the things that women and especially moms deal with on a day-to-day basis. And so I put together my, structured my program to help solve the, well, address those needs. Mm -hmm. And that's my niche. So it's like, can I train men? Yes. Can I train athletes? Yes. Can I train youth? Yes. Can I help people lose a hundred pounds? Yes. But that's my lane. Right. I get it completely. You know, cause I, I mainly work with women and I've been asked time and again, well, why don't you coach guys? And I'm like, I have had guy, you know, male clients and I can do that. 
but the majority of my clients from the time I had dancers, you know, coming up, <laughs> I just, I get women, I get the girls. We ask questions more than the guys. We think, you know, typically, stereotypically, yeah. Yeah. it's not as black and white. And so we think differently. And then beyond that, it's just the high, you know, the, the super highly creative because our, like I said, our minds run a million miles a minute and I get it and yeah. I understand it. And so when we can get the person that's going to help us, it makes a vast, just this vast difference. Yes. Like, oh my gosh, you know, he understands me or she understands me. She knows what I'm saying. And you can <laughs> communicate better. And it's easier to, when you understand them, to be able to hold them accountable or to be held accountable by someone that gets you. Yes. It makes a big difference. Yes, absolutely. And like, you know, I'm a single parent myself. So I know offhand going shopping, doing, doing the laundry, you mm -hmm. know, cleaning, doing the chores, running to after school programs, you know, running to after school sporting events. Like I, I get all of that in, in addition to keeping myself healthy. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So I like, I can just connect on that level. Whereas most guys just want to lift stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, like we're just not that complex. <laughs> 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 but kudos to you because, you know, I've, I've got a couple of friends that, you know, they've raised their kids on their own, the guys, and it's, and in fact, my husband now, you know, he raised his kids, the ones that are my stepchildren now, uh, yeah. you know, but he's raised and he has a, a, a brood. <laughs> um, so, you know, he's got seven kiddos. So, oh, you know, wow. he's, yeah, I have five. yeah, between the two of us, we have nine, but wow. um, so, you know, but to be able to do that and when you are single at those times that he was you know, it, it's a huge thing to be able to do that. And yes. so that's awesome that you're applying that, you know, you know, that you get it. And so it yes. helps you be able to focus. I like that. Yes. Thank you. All right. So let's get back to having many ideas, right? So in your experience, like how do you help people narrow down when they just want to help everyone? How do you help them narrow down? Well, one of the most important things is finding what you are going to be super, super excited over when you are very passionate about it, then you will be able to maintain your excitement and your energy and your excitement is going to come out to other people. So it's just going to help you connect so much easier. So you have to do that. I, I think that's vital. I know sometimes we hear that, you know, it, do what you love and the money will follow. And it does if you know how to apply yourself and be clear with it and get the message out right. There's other practical pieces we have to put into place. Yes. But we need to be able to do that. Once we know what we're super excited about and can really light us up, then you need to figure out, well, what's the demand? What are people really wanting? And how can you marry that with what they want? Yes. Because if you just go, oh, I want to do dream work and tell people how to, you know, work with their dreams and which is cool. And I love to do that work. But mm. is that what people are really wanting? Are you wording it in the right way? Is that going to actually pay you what you're looking for? Because you need to know what your goals are. Yep. And so if you're wanting it to be a substantial income that maybe supports your whole family, you know, that's going to be a different number than if you just wanted to decide hustle, which is totally fine. That's yeah. going to maybe make the car payment or buy Christmas or whatever. Right. Exactly. So you have to look at all those pieces and I like to do it in, you know, some kind of fun exercises and different things like that. But yeah, we're still looking at the practical. Yes. Yeah. Like my daughter, she started college this year. And as we were going through the career career deciding process because 
I'm not down with the go to college and find yourself. I'm like, I, I'm just, I just don't subscribe to that. Like, like we're not spending a hundred thousand dollars so you can soul search. It's like, right. we're going in there on a mission. And so we reverse engineered it. I said, write down everything that makes you happy. Everything. It could be dancing. It could be singing. It could be whatever it is. Said, write down every possible thing that makes you happy. I said, and then now out of those things, what can you teach to someone else? Mm-hmm. And, you know, so she circled the ones she could teach to someone else. I said, so now who would you like to work with? Like what demographic would you like to work with? And, you know, she wrote down who she would like, like to work with. I said, now what industry can give you that? And she decided after all of that, she's like, I kind of want to do what you do. Cause she sees what mm-hmm. I do with the women in my group. I mean, not mm-hmm. so much now with everything being closed, but like we would do women's empowerment groups. We do mm-hmm. team hikes, you know, like we do zoom calls on Thursdays. I mean, slacking on those, I got to get back on those, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> but doing the accountability calls, she, she's like, I kind of want to do what you do. She's, she's like, you help people and you use fitness as the platform. I was like, exactly. So when I'm, doing with my, with my coaching clients, I start there. It's like, what makes you happy? <laughs> it's yeah. like, let's just start there. Yeah. And I think that's great. And so when we find those things, we look at what our experience is, what we have that are our strengths, our skills, our abilities. You know, when I work with clients or in a group setting, or depending on the situation, I even go back to practice that I did an exercise that I did with my dance students about choreographing a couple sets of eight and then we would turn around and flip it so now after you've shown everybody and everybody's had their chance to share guess what now you're going to go back into your little group or partnership or whatever and make your hands do what your feet did and vice versa you got to change them and they're like what but it really fires up the creativity and it gets the ideas rolling so my point with that is because it's the fun thing even for non-dancers actually (laughs) but the stuff we can come up with is amazing when you see that (laughs) being able to realize that you can change things you can do things from a different angle that it is possible even though it might not look actually anything like you thought it was going to right yeah So when you can do that and fall back and use your strengths and the knowledge that you have and the experiences you've had or the education you have and apply it to whatever it is that you're passionate about right now, because times are different than it was decades ago, even however many, we don't have to just have one career path and that's all we ever do. Now we can have these multiple streams. We can have these other options and get to really um, be fired up and share in a different way. Yes. Yes. And I spoke at a, at a career day. This was last year. Now I was talking to middle school kids, middle school kids. And I said, all right, so after you go to kindergarten, like, what do you do? And they're like, you go to first grade, like you go to elementary school. I said, then what? They're like, you go to middle school. I'm like, then what? They're like high school, college, work, retire, die. Like, and these are middle school kids mm-hmm. and they already knew the life cycle, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, it's like we're being bred for that. <laughs> That's what it boils down to. And to piggyback off of that, mm-hmm. I actually turned down a speaking gig yeah. for a career in technical school because part of my part of my speech is to, to let kids know you guys all have a smartphone and you guys have no idea that you can make money with it. And they didn't want me yeah. to put that in the speech. They're like, well, no, but like, because we want them to go to either further education or to join the workforce. I'm like, but they should have the option to know that there's another way. 
you know, and yeah. it, that's being suppressed. Because um, my 13 year old, um, because he, my ex-husband and I had a company together online. And so we had worked online together up until I, I mean, he still does. And of course I still do, but not together yeah. anymore, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and so here, I don't know, this last summer, he said, hey, you know, our son's going to be 13. Let's get him doing some Fiverr gigs. And guess what? You know, mm. sure, it's not a whole ton of money. He's not one of those kids out there that's making thousands of dollars. Yeah. He's made, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks or something. Yes. And that's amazing. And he's 13. And he, so he's learning some entrepreneurial skills. Yes. And that's huge. Uh, you know, my older son used to work for me years ago when um, we had a bowling center and he worked at my dance studio as well. And so, you know, just to be able to see the kids do that and, of course, those of us that are entrepreneurs, our kids probably have a, a more of a, a tendency because they see yeah. um, we're not just going to work for somebody else all the time. So they automatically think differently, probably. But to help them realize that, I think that's fantastic. It's about, you know, our kids are our future and having them be these free thinkers and just get outside the box and be yep. creative. We need that so that we can actually have progress and yes. positive change which we're all looking, America's, we're not the only country, of course, but America's had a lot of extra, maybe divisiveness, you know, yeah. over the last few years. And that our youth doesn't want that from what I've seen and who I've talked to, they're yeah. about change and bringing more, you know, integrating us and, and just building better relationships, um, you know, across our cultures and ethnicities and so forth. And we yes. should have that. So we need our kids to know you can create change. And guess what? You can do it. Like you said, from your smartphone, yeah. you have to go work for the man, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Like I brought, I brought a 12 year old girl up in the class. I was like, what sport do you play? She's like basketball. I was like, perfect. Cause I played basketball. Mm -hmm. So I was like, perfect. I said, so what, what skills do you have to have to be a basketball player? So she's like dribbling, rebounding, running, you know, shooting, passing, I said, all right, so let's stop there. I said, do you think you could teach a seven-year-old how to dribble? And she's like, yeah. Can you teach a seven-year-old how to pass? She's like, yeah. And I just went right down the list. I said, I just gave you a blueprint to make an online product. <laughs> I was yeah. like, at 12 years old, like, it's that simple. You just have to find something you're good at, that you're passionate about, that you can teach someone else. Like, yeah. it's that simple. And the kids aren't being given that opportunity and even me before I started I thought you know being a college dropout I was like how, how am I gonna pull this off and then once I started getting into it I was like this is easy <laughs> I mean you know, it, I mean it's hard work but yes. getting started is easy yeah and it can be confusing and overwhelming but that's why we turn to people that like us that understand yeah. it that go wait that's easy because we can break it down for them and go yes. wait let's chunk it down and you do this and then you yep. do this okay you got the steps um and that's just a huge piece i love that though that what you're sharing there about the 12 year old that's amazing thank you thank you yeah because like i think the kids now have it better than we ever did <laughs> you know as far as just te technology and stuff oh yeah I, I used to have to ride my bike five miles to go to the library to, to look up stuff yeah <laughs> now it's like oh what is, this is, okay good you know what i mean they have everything right at their fingertips and they're just not there's just not being able to, to let it, to let it be displayed to its fullest potential. Right. 
Yeah. So, and, and, you know, just being able to support that and get that out there. That's huge. That's just, a, now I know when I, a few years ago after my divorce, I thought, gosh, you know what am I, cause I dissolved the author's company. I dissolved that mm-hmm. company cause I didn't want to have a partner <laughs> with an ex spouse. <laughs> yeah. So uh, when I let that go, then I went, uh Oh, wait a minute. That was my income. That was the sole income at that time that I had. Yeah. And I thought, well, now what am I going to do? So I did some independent contracting for a while and supported my son and I. And then, you know, more recently, I, you know, this year I said, okay, you know, this idea has been marinating and I looked at all of it. And I guess not really just this year, but before that even. But I said, well, what are all, the, what have I really done forever and, and every capacity, every role of um, authority that I've been in and leadership role. What, what have I done? I've gotten people clear on what they're doing. And I've put people on stage, made them visible. I've done it yeah. over and over and over without even planning it. Right. It was just something I yeah. did. And so when you know what you have and what you're capable of, that's what you get to apply. And oftentimes we did do it when we were younger, right? Yeah. Whether it was when I was in high school and you're helping run cheerleading clinics because I was a cheerleader. So you're teaching the little girls how to grow up and, and come into middle school and high school and try out for cheerleader and be cheerleader. Yeah. And so you're teaching them how to be in front of people. Yep. So, you know, it's taking what we know and sharing that information and being, you know, without giving up, like I said, without giving up all these things that you want to do, finding what you can focus on right now, that's going to keep you really excited about it. So you can reach success with it. Cause when you yeah. do that, that's when you get to live life on your terms. You don't yes. have to be there at nine o'clock and stay until six. Cause I didn't want you to go home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and depending on the industry, you can most, most times than not, you can still do what you do, but do it for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, again, depending on the industry, you know, right. like you build bridges, you know, you're not going to build bridges yourself. <laughs> so no, <that'd> be <laughs> yeah, <it would> be. <laughs> Maybe you get artsy and creative and build some kind of fancy schmancy bridge in a different way. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure there's some way that we could tweak that. But... <laughs> True. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. So now along those lines. So what one of our talking points is, you know, do people have to give up on their dreams to follow just one? So now think, thinking of people who are currently in the workplace mm-hmm. and they may be burnt out from just the hours or just whatever it is, feeling undervalued. And they, they have ideas that they want to jump on, but they lack the will to actually take the leap. Like, what do you say to those people? Well, first we got to figure out what's holding them back. I mean, why is it the fear because you have responsibilities and there's financial concerns because mm-hmm. you can't just not be able to afford your mortgage or your rent or whatever you've got kids in school or you've got some kids in college or whatever it might be, or Maybe you have a dog that has a broken leg that costs thousands of dollars. I don't know. <laughs> you got to do that too, because she's one of the kids. So whatever it might be, you have to figure that piece out. Yes. And then if you have it, if it's a dream, if you just can imagine it, you want it, 
then guess what? There's a reason that you want it. And it's because you're supposed to go that way. You're yes. supposed to, and maybe not that exact dream. Maybe it tweaks a little bit, right? Maybe yeah. you need to figure it out and do some work that direction to, to help figure and get it clear. Yes. <laughs> you know, but um, so you can really see what it is. Cause if you just have like a, a generalized dream, like, oh, I just want to live on the beach and mm. oh, just hear the great. What do you want to do to, to make that happen? How can you have the income to make that sustainable if you get there instead of a week-long vacation? Yes. Um, you know, so there are questions that you have to ask to figure out and kind of hone in on and dig deeper and deeper and deeper to figure out what really that you want. Because the dream, if it's too broad, it's not as easy, easy to achieve it. And it sure it can make it scarier because if you go, I don't know, I want to fly somewhere, <laughs> which we all are <laughs> at this point, but yes. <laughs> like, I just want to hear everyone. This is your captain speaking so bad. <laughs> um, but you know, if we have no idea, like I, well, then I don't even know where the airport is. I don't know where do I have to have a passport? Am I going to go overseas? I mean, where am I going to go? Am I just going to go like a little puddle hop? You know what? I'm going to try to say a, a puddle jumper. That's a little plane. So I'm only <laughs> flying an hour away. Or do mm. I need to be on a big jumbo jet? I don't know. So you have to figure those things out because otherwise, guess what? I don't know about you, Rob, but I, if I don't know where I want to go and I don't know if I can afford it and this, that, and the other, I'm not going to drive over to the airport. Yeah. Exactly. Agree 100%. Like I tell people, you know, we always hear about goals and goal setting. Mm -hmm. And the goal is absolutely important. I'm not downplaying the importance of goal setting. But I tell people through, through my process, I have a seven step process. Step three is casting the vision. And so before we set the goal, you got to cast a vision. You got to, I say, see it, feel it, get it. So first you have to see it though. What is it? You know, like the, the living, the living at the beach. I want to live at the beach. And then you have to feel it. Like just mm -hmm. close your eyes and actually feel yourself there. Cause, cause like when, once it hits your soul, now you can actually put together a goal with a sustainable action plan. So what clicked for me when I was driving down to the restaurant it just, I just pulled over to the side of the road. I had like a mini panic attack. Like I just knew that I don't want this anymore. I just don't. I was like, and I tell the story on every podcast I do, but it's part of my core story. So, <laughs> but I was at home. I grew up in the woods. I was back home. I had a stick in my hand and I was just doing a motivational speech to the trees <laughs> in the backyard. And, you know, my mom is up on the deck. I was 17. My mom's up on the deck and she's like, boy, the hell are you doing? <laughs> I told her, I was like, I'm motivating the masses. You know, it's like, that's, that's what I wanted to be doing. And I was able to do it somewhat because, you know, given, given sales rallies and staff meetings and management meetings and corporate meetings. So, you know, I was constantly in front of people talking, leading. I was always captain of my sports team. So I was always in that leadership position. So I already had all the tools. But it's just like, you just don't know that everything you need is already here. Right. You know, like, like you might have to go learn some stuff. Like I, I went to marketing seminars and I had a business coach for six years. I went and got formal, formal speaker, speaker training. Mm -hmm. And so like, like I went and got the other skills I needed, but everything to start was already here. 
I love that story. You know, I, I can relate to it so whole, so wholeheartedly because when I've reflected back and looked at what I did when I played, you know, when I played as a kid all the way through, like, what did I almost always do? And I thought, oh, guess what? I was always the teacher, the trainer, the one up speaking, the mm-hmm. one as a little kid, I didn't really understand what it meant to be on some board of directors somewhere, but I was always in that kind of position. And I've done all that now, you know, so when you look back, you go, oh, I've been on this board and that board and I was president of this and that and the yeah. other and the leader of this and ran this company and started that one and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so you're like, oh, you know, it's like I did it. But yes, we still need to have those that can hold us accountable, that can train us because you know, and I've heard it said before and I, in different places over the years, but if we want to be the Olympic athlete, for example, we need a coach yeah. because you really can't coach yourself, you know, um, even as, well, I did jujitsu for about a year and a half. Well, and of course that was totally new to me. Um, but I had to have a coach and I had to learn and I had lots of questions because that's JC. <laughs> I'm always asking more <laughs> questions. And so there are those pieces or, um, and I know this might be a touchy subject for some, but I do carry, a, I don't carry it that often, but I have a firearm, but you know, I'm mindful with it. And I like, I prefer to have a firearms instructor so yes. that you can go back and refresh those things and know what you're doing. And like, yeah, sure. You could just go to the shooting range and target practice. But if you want to make sure that you're actually safe, especially when you have kids and all these yep. different reasons to be super safe with something like that, I hire instantly hired a firearms instructor and prefer to go back and do that regularly because that's something that I think is important to, for us to improve and grow. We need those that are a step or two or three or more ahead of us. And then they can help us figure out where our mistakes are or where we need to improve or just fill in the gaps that we don't know something more like, I don't know. Yeah. And, And we have that throughout our entire life, but so many people are resistant to getting a mentor. Like they're so resistant to it. It's like you had teachers in school, you had professors in college, Mm -hmm. you know, you have bosses at at your job. Like you constantly have other people holding you accountable. So now you're in a business and it's like, hey, listen, for, you know, $2,000, I can help you get out of your own way. Oh, $2,000, that's insane. Like I I can probably help you make another 50. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like, you're you're not looking at the big picture here. (laughs) And you know, and that goes back to what you had asked me a few moments ago. It's like, well, they have this dream. They want to do whatever, if they have a specific one or not, they have this urge, this nudge from their soul or whatever to go do something else. But there's usually that fear because it's the fear of the unknown. They aren't sure how to go about it. They don't know if it'll work. They don't know if it'll work for them. Hey, it's for Sam over here, but I don't know if it's going to work for me. How can I do it? Those types of things. And so we have to be able to be vulnerable enough to accept our own fears and to step into that with a beginner's mindset. And when you're already good at a job, or even if you're just mediocre at it, or you're just happy doing it, you're satisfied with how you do it, who knows? doesn't matter if it's something that you do and you've done it for a number of years, you're in a comfort zone. Yeah. Even if part of you goes, I'm stuck in a rut and you want out of it, but oftentimes it still kind of feels more comfortable to be uncomfortable because yeah. you're scared of what's on the other side of that. You don't know how to step out of that. Yes. Yeah. Cause 
as as humans, and, and I learned this from the second woman I had on my podcast. She, she's a therapist. Said just as humans, you know, go way back to the early days. You know, kind of like if you look at a squirrel. See how squirrels are always on the defense. Mm-hmm. You know, they're eating an acorn and like, who's over there? You know, yeah. acorn, who's over there? <laughs> you know, so way back when we were programmed that way as well, that to constantly seek out danger. You know, mm-hmm. so like when she said that, I'm like, okay, it makes sense because I was like. I don't understand why people are so afraid to just dive in. Mm-hmm. If there's something that you really want, like you're in this job that you clearly hate, mm-hmm. there's a better path over here. <laughs> and, but they're just so afraid to even take steps down that path. But thankfully for those people or else we, we wouldn't be needed. Right. That's true. <laughs> Absolutely true. But we also face those that don't have that drive or that, Mm. wherewithal they it's just not in them and it's not a, it doesn't make them bad or lacking they just don't have that yeah like oh i want to go do this they're like no this is safer they want to stay in the safe zone so yes. they kind of become naysayers and doubters i just talked about this on my little two minute tips that i do uh yeah. yesterday maybe the day before and you know those people even if they're meaning well right? They really mean well. They're like, oh, I don't know if that's going to work or I hope that works for you or oh, hey. I remember because I grew up in Indiana Mm -hmm. and when we took off and left there and headed to Colorado to live, I actually myself had only flown through the Denver airport, you know, as a, Mm. a, you know, changing (laughs) planes. I, I hadn't been, I had family that lived there, but I hadn't lived there. Yes. And we were headed to Denver, you know, we packed up a couple of the kids, one stayed with his mom and, and then we packed up the other two and we went and it, I had friends that some of my closest friends are like, I, JC, I'm just, I don't know how you do it. I'd be scared to death. You're leaving your mom and dad and you're this and the, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And you know, my now husband here a few weeks back, he said to me, he said, JC, you are the, you're just not scared of anything. And I'm like, I think I am, but <laughs> because we are willing to step out those of us that are just willing to step out of that comfort zone and go ah, it's okay and if i fall down or if someone judges me over it <laughs> oh well you know because we're trailblazers and so we like to help other people open up that path and figure out yes. how they can come down it you know and there's a story that i usually tell it's actually a kind of a parable from uh buddhist teachings but um and it's about the, and I, I, it's of course, in that sense, it's also shared as men, not women, but it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's these three guys that are just on this journey. They're looking for enlightenment, right? Yeah. That, that's what they're after. They finally, it's a horrible, treacherous journey. They get there and they see this wall. The guy, first guy climbs up and he looks over and he's like, oh, yay, it's beautiful. It's paradise. He's in. The next guy climbs up the ladder and he looks over and he's like, wow. And he looks back and he's like where he came from. And he's trying to decide, should I, or it's like, no, 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 no. It's too hard. I'm in the third guy gets up there and he's looking. And again, he's just overcome with the, the amazingness, the beautiful. And he instantly, he doesn't really even think about it. He climbs back down that ladder and goes back to find all those other people that are trying to find it too, because he knows how to get there. Yep. And he's willing to go down that nasty path again and to go back down it along with them. And when I learned that, I was actually taught that in graduate school. And I went, oh my God, that's me. I'm the third guy. Yeah. So we can be trailblazers, but we're willing to go back and kind of, you know, hold your hand, stand next to you, push you, whatever it might be (laughs) 
to get you where you need to go. And I'm sure that actually, you know, as I'm sitting here thinking about that, when you're training and people are working out, you probably have to do quite a bit of that. <laughs> Going to be yeah. pushing some of that from behind. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. So getting back to what you said that it's not for everyone. And that, that's what people have to understand too, because some people get into it and I'll even say a little bit, it's, it's me because I hate the business side of it. <laughs> like me, I belong on stage. Like that's me. I belong on stage mm-hmm. and um, I'm going to be going to be working with an assistant now. And she, she's going to help out with that back office stuff that I just, I just don't like that part. But like, you can give, give me a microphone, give me a camera, whatever. And I can go all day long, high energy, get me in the gym with, with, with my clients. I can go all day long. But when I have to do my PNL, it's like, Ugh. yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm know? always like, hire that out as soon as you can. <laughs> yes. Yes. But if you take two, two of my kids, my two oldest kids, my oldest son. So no, I was working with him trying to show him the entrepreneur side side of life but he just wants to work on cars you know what I mean like that's that's his passion he loves working on cars so I was like all right you know I presented the idea mm-hmm. you know it's not for him yet you know he's only 20, 21 so mm-hmm. you know maybe a couple of years down down the road he'll have a change of heart and he'll maybe he'll want hit his own his own shop you know right. who, who knows so at least I put the the seeds in his brain right now my oldest daughter you know, she's, she doesn't want to work for anyone else, you know, cause like she's grown up with me through this whole gym process as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she doesn't, she just doesn't want that. Like I can see her going off and being an entrepreneur. My younger daughter, she has it too. Right, right, right now she's all enthralled with forensics. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes as she grows up. She's 13 as well, but, but she's got the leadership capabilities as well. You know, then with my yeah. twin boys, we'll see what unfolds there. But, but it's just yeah. the idea is to just at least plant the seed so people know what's possible. Exactly. And, you know, you speak of the kids and I know my oldest, he's 24 and, uh, well, almost 25 now, but, mm-hmm. and, you know, he had that entrepreneurial mindset. He had been, of course, my dance studio I had before I ever had him. So yeah. I taught dance literally up full out, pretty much dancing up until the day before I had him. So <laughs> I've always said, no wonder he has rhythm and he ended up being a musician, but that, and though he taught and he made some money and he kind of had a small bit of an entrepreneurial journey, um, teaching guitar lessons. And then he had, um, he did aquariums for people and, and set them up and designed them and things like that. And he did some of that, but he just didn't have the passion for running his own company. That wasn't his thing. So he ended up going into the air force, Okay, <laughs> which wow. you know, Mr. Creative is now like, ah, cause it's, completely obviously you don't get to have the, the creative freedom yeah, there. no you do what you're told <laughs> right so you know i'm sure it probably won't be for him a lifelong career as it is for some yeah. but it's given him a foundation to take care of him and help support him and his wife as well she's in college those types of things yes so we do what we need to do and yeah being an entrepreneur isn't for everybody yes so you have to figure that out but i'm again i repeat it if you have that that little nugget or this full-blown knocking in your head or in your heart that's telling you you want to do that. You need to listen to it and you just need to get the guidance to figure out how you can do it and get the support to do that. Because when it's calling us, man, don't ignore it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And to to expand on that, you have to get the right guidance. Yes. Because people too many times take advice from people 
who know nothing about what you want to do. Exactly. I, I see it all the time, all the time. And it's, it's infuriating, <laughs> actually. It really I know. Oh, no. yes. Like this person is trying to spread their, their wings and here you come with the scissors to clip them. Uh-huh. You know? And sometimes it really is well-meaning, but it's because they don't understand it. Yeah, it's and just so- because they don't have the belief that it can happen. Mm-hmm. That's what it boils down to. Yep. You know, like I did, did a race a few, few years ago, which I have one kidney. And this race was a 30-mile obstacle race. And so many people were telling me not to do it because you can contract rhabdo and it can clog the kidney, you know, and Mm. it can be fatal. And I was like, all right, I'm not listening to any of you because you guys were all walking around with two and you don't have to worry about it. (laughs) And so I went on Facebook. I was like, who here has has done this race with one kidney? Uh And I got eight responses. And so we took it offline pick their brains. How'd you hydrate yourself? How'd you balance your electrolytes? And I went to people who did it and modeled, modeled what, what the, the info I got from them. And I completed the race. You know, it's like, that's where so many people go wrong is they let people who aren't doing what they want to do influence them. And that's like the biggest mistake. Right. So, I mean, we always need to, you know, who we make a connection with because, you know, you and I have similar messages, but we could have the exact same message, but somebody can resonate with you that doesn't with me and vice versa. So when you connect with someone and they can help fire you up and give you the support and you're willing to let them be like, "Mm," and, you know, ask you some tough questions sometimes, (laughs) that's what you need to do because they're the people that make the vast difference. You know, I've had tons of trainers, tons of coaches, tons of teachers, in, you know, some different capacities over the years, but I am very picky about who my coaches are Yeah, because I want somebody that's going to be tough on me and push me to my limits on everything that I choose to do, because I prefer for me to be the best that I can be at it. Yes. So it, it, we need to choose that and be mindful of it. And there's a lot of people in this coaching industry and there's just a lot of people online. And so you know, the fact that we're even live here and doing it and there's video, that's huge. And that scares some people to be out there like that. The people, (laughs) this is the next best thing to sitting actually across from somebody to get to know them. Yes, exactly. So it's just, it's perfect. And what's even better, and what's even better is because it's broadcasted live. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> right. Well, the show must go on. I always say that. I'm like, I never edit anything because I'm like, oh, you know. I don't either. I don't. Yeah. I'm one one take and yeah. it's out. It's out. So like, how it comes out, that's how you're getting it. Yep. So. Yep. And and you know what? That makes us real because we all are. And again, if someone's judging you because of this crazy idea that you have. Well, they just don't understand it. So finding somebody mm-hmm. that understands it can help you figure out exactly what to do with it. Yep. It makes yeah. a difference. And if you don't fail, guess what? You'll never succeed. Facts. Because <laughs> that's that's all experience is. <laughs> you take all the times you screwed up and you learn from it. Like exactly. That's, that's experience. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's exactly right. And, you know, I can relate it even to, 
um, because thank you, COVID. <laughs> That's part <laughs> of the reason and some other things. But, you know, I'm not in my best physical shape like I usually am. And I, so to get back to that and to train, then guess what? It's not going to happen tomorrow. Like, oh, I did 100 push-ups today. Nah, I probably won't be able to just drop down and do 100 today. Yeah. It's been a while. So, you know, you have to build back up to it and you can't give up because it's about progress, not perfection. So you just have to keep going and be consistent with it. Yes. And that's a huge thing in business. Like even look at my backdrop. Like it's, it's not, it's not, oh, I can't even know what direction it is, but it's not fully centered in there yet, you know, but it's like, uh, but I'm, I'm not gonna just not use it. Okay. So when I'm, when I'm ready, I'll I'll get it centered, (laughs) you know, so just get out here. Like with what the knowledge you and I just dropped, if that's all somebody notices, they're, they're not the right audience. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Cause like I had your backdrop. I'm like, my office is like, you know, it's like, well, you see my door, you can see my little miniature dance floor. You can see, you mm. know, my, my acoustic sound panels, but it, it's okay. <laughs> you know, it's not all perfect and pretty, you know, but um, mm-hmm. it's, it's set up and it's, you know, I have a big family. There's six of us here, you know, we have four kids and you know, I got it set up when we moved here this summer, but I, I then I'm like, oh, I don't have time to do everything. So, yes. so true. <laughs> it is. We choose our battles and what's what needs to be done to, yep. to make it Yeah, yeah. Like someone had said to me before too about about wearing tank tops, and so you, you know you should dress more more business professional. So I own a gym. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, like I own a gym. Like I would never wear any of that inside the facility. <laughs> ever so like this is me this is who I am so if people are gonna get me as I am like I'm not gonna start becoming a shell of myself to make it look better because because yeah. again okay. with what we just shared if all you care about is that I have a tank top on <laughs> you know it's like you completely missed the boat of why we're here yeah. I mean actually you would think that the people that are going to connect with you are like oh look you can tell that you work out and mm-hmm. then they're like oh hey oh he's comfortable I can relate to him you know he's down yes. to earth it's just a whole different thing yeah right so when I and of course I look forward to getting to do that again because it's a little tough difficult now but yeah for a long time when I would speak in public in person and you know thing again <laughs> we get this pandemic over with hopefully Hopefully someday, yes. but um, I actually, every time I'd hit the stage, my shoes had come off. <laughs> it was just like my thing. Yeah. I, I just went barefoot. <laughs> yep. It froze, you know, it froze and then a I'm little bit there. Because of having been on stage my whole life. Mm. Oh, yep. Oh, you know, hopefully it'll settle down in a minute here. Am I back yet? Yeah, Where you can yep. hear me? Yep. I can hear you again. Okay. <laughs> So, you know, just, but having been on stage my entire life and having been a dancer and just being in theater, it, you just bring that difference to the table and you can be more entertaining. And it's just because it's my personality. I'm not afraid (laughs) to be a dork up on stage and just have fun. And so the people that connect to that, yes, you know, in my animated behavior versus Yes, that's very good. And you should be clear on what you want to That's not me. <laughs> not me either. Yeah. That's why I'll, I'll never get a TED talk just because I, I just, <laughs> I can't be bottled up like that. I just yeah. can't be. So like, I know it's a great platform and, but like I said, when I talk, I'm me mm-hmm. and I'm not going to be anyone other than me. So if you're going to give me guidelines, I have to, to get on your stage. I'm not getting on your stage. It's that simple. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 
Absolutely. All right. So, so let's break this down. So um, how can people get in touch with you? Well, um, actually, if they want to have a conversation, I'm like, well, gosh, you know, I'm so confused. I don't know how to get clear. They can go to talktojc.com. They can schedule a time with me. That doesn't cost anything. We'll spend maybe 20, 25 minutes on the phone and just see if I can give them a little nugget. And if they want to work with me, we'll figure that out. Um, and then now I did just release what is the clear idea. Literally, that's this little mini course called the clear idea. And that is at theclearidea.biz forward slash info clear idea that is and for, for for the first one for the talk to jc can you just spell that one out yep t-a-l-k-t-o-j-a-y-c-i-e.com there we go okay yeah because i because once i upload this to uh, the podcast so- software like, I just want people to think, is it a number two? Like, right. how do you spell the name? Yeah, that's <laughs> so. true. Yeah, because JC's not always spelled the same, obviously. So, yeah. yes. <laughs> right. All right. Well, any, any last, last words before we sign off? Just, you know, we have shared, I, I'd say we've shared a lot of powerful pieces, very inspirational pieces Great. today. Um, just getting clear, you know, so that you get your message across. And I think for me, the big thing is, because when we're creative, because when we have numerous passions, we also, some of us out here have a tendency to go, oh, I achieved success over here. It's great. And then you're like, I'm bored. I'm ready to go do this over here now. And you leave all the other stuff that you did and you think you have to start completely over. Again, that's not true. We have to look at what you did. How can you branch off from it or what can you use from that? So it's not like you're just starting completely over. Yes. So there's ways to pull things together and pull out those powerful pieces that can help you get clear even down a different path. Yes. Agreed. So, yeah. So awesome. just for it, don't be just if you feel the nugget, if you feel the 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 nudge, I mean, the nugget. <laughs> if you <laughs> I don't know. If you feel the nudge, be willing to step your toes outside of your comfort zone. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. See, and that's the gentle way, way to put it. And I always say, shut up and grind. <laughs> if you want to get it done, get out of your own way and just start putting the work in. It's that simple. And this is, this is exactly what she was saying about the different styles. You know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because like some people just need my in your face, shut up and get, get to work style. Other people need a different style. Like for someone like me, I don't need somebody all up in my face. Just Tell me what I got to do and I'll get it done. Mm-hmm. But there's other people that, that need that. So people that want to re- reach out to JC is talktojc.com, T-O-J-A-Y-C-I-E, okay, dot com. And the clear idea, said slash biz? It's the clear idea dot biz. Dot biz. It's a forward slash info. All right, biz forward slash info. All right, because I'll put those, those links in the comments. All right, if, if anyone asks questions on the live feed, I will answer off air because I left my phone on the charger and I don't want to get up in the middle to go get it. <laughs> so I usually have the live feed on my phone, but I failed on that one. All right, well, JC, thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having oh, me. Yes. Yeah, this is a great talk. So I have to have you on, on again sometime. Awesome. Thank you. All right, my pleasure. Have a great day. You too. All right, bye. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. 
We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years' experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com slash speaks on Instagram at Robert underscore B underscore Foster on Twitter at RBF underscore fitness and on Facebook at Robert B. Foster. Till next time, shut up and grind. <laughs>